As the coronavirus pandemic continues to disrupt the real estate industry, many agents across the country are dealing with a new twist. They've been designated non-essential and told to stay home. In some states, the order to quarantine comes with a hopeful time frame that's usually measured in weeks, but state governments are also saying they might need to extend it. In New York, real estate agents have been classified as non-essential, and get this, the quarantine has no end date. Until further notice is the exact wording of the executive order. So how would you feel if you were told you have to work from home until further notice? What would you do to keep your team and your business going? How do you make the most of a situation like this? Today, I'm posing those exact questions to a successful agent in the New York City area. This is The Walkthrough. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt McGee, editor of Homelight's Agent Resource Center. On this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. And we believe that by helping agents like you be even better at serving your clients, the entire industry improves. If you'd like to reach me with feedback, ideas, or questions about the walkthrough, just send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com. Com. Agents, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Before we get started with this week's episode, I just want to say from all of us at Homelight, we hope you're in good spirits and good health. That's you, your families, your teams, your brokerages, and so forth. Uh, we know that you are doing your best to keep serving your clients in this crazy, chaotic time. So keep that up. We'll keep doing our part to help however we can, all right? Sound like a deal? Deal. So when the coronavirus pandemic first started to take hold in the U.S., you probably remember it hit the Seattle area hard, uh, Kirkland, Washington, right outside Seattle, in fact. For a while, that area had the most confirmed cases and the most deaths. More recently, the New York City area has been called the epicenter of coronavirus in the U.S. There were headlines I think a week or so ago, that said New York City and its suburbs accounted for about 5% of all cases around the world. New York was one of the first states to issue an executive order putting a quarantine in place and forcing non-essential businesses to close. That includes real estate agents. You can work, but you have to do it from home. And we're not going to get into a debate over the right or wrong of quarantines like that and whether states are going too far. There's plenty of that on social media already. Just fire up Twitter or Facebook and you'll find those debates if that's what you want. What we are going to do is find out what it's like to live and work as a real estate agent under quarantine, under shelter-in-place rules, whatever you want to call them. Eric Stein is based in Westchester County, New York. It's a beautiful suburb just north of New York City. He runs a 46-agent REMAX office and also has his own nine-person team. And for the past week, they've all been working under quarantine. No showings allowed, no face-to-face -face meetings, nothing. Are you curious to hear how that's going? Well, in this conversation, you'll learn the daily routine that Eric is using and encouraging his agents to use so that everyone stays productive. 
The first step towards making sure your mindset is where it needs to be in a time like this, and the hardest thing Eric has had to deal with in the first week of being quarantined. This is a great conversation. Maybe grab a pen to take some notes. I think you'll get a lot of ideas from this, especially if you haven't had to work yet in similar conditions. So here we go. My conversation with New York agent Eric Stein. How are how is everyone doing? I guess that's where I want to start. How are you doing? How's your team doing? How's the whole brokerage doing? Is everyone safe and healthy and managing okay right now? So knock on wood, everybody is safe, everybody's healthy, everybody's quarantined and home. And, you know, it's funny, I'm, I'm in an advantage where my wife is a psychotherapist and between her and, and being in therapy myself, you know, I learned you can have two emotions. So I'm sure like myself, everybody out there, everybody got, you know, afraid in the beginning and what's going on, what's going to happen, what's the health implications, what's the financial implications. Uh, but knock on wood, we've been trying to keep everybody positive and strong and know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Like I said, you know, we've seen the, you know, recession days uh, from 2007 to, you know, 2010, 11, and we got through that. So just keeping everybody's spirits up, you know, doing what we have to do. Um, you know, everybody's healthy. We've been doing a, a ton of Zoom calls. We've had Zoom in our business for a while um, and really just staying ahead of the curve. So, you know, keeping everybody upbeat. I try to send out video messages every day to my whole entire office just to keep everybody going, send some positive messages and vibes. And do a lot on social media with video um, to that extent for the rest of the real estate community as well. Is that is that the key to keeping everyone in good spirits right now is just staying in regular contact as a group? So I think that's the, the biggest part. And I think that either your team, your staff, your office, the industry has to um, respect kind of what you're saying. And, you know, I don't think you could just say, hey, be positive, be positive. You have to have some substance behind it as well. So kind of giving agents things to do um, during these times and, and kind of reinforcing it. And also giving them the information as you hear it. You know, the, the biggest thing that causes anxiety is, is lack of clarity. So if I can provide some clarity there on what to do or things in our trade associations that's going on, uh, different Zoom calls that I've had with attorneys and loan officers and home inspectors, and, and this is how we're going to get through these things, does kind of curb that anxiety. The reason that uh, that I'm glad we're having this conversation today is New York was one of the first states to put a quarantine in place for agents. As you said, you guys are deemed non-essential. Uh, since then, many other states have done the same, right? Over the past week here in Washington, uh, where my wife is an agent, today is the first day. We are recording this on Thursday, the 26th. Today is the first day that here in Washington, real estate agents are non-essential, not allowed to go out and service clients. I suspect this is going to just continue to impact more agents uh, in other states, maybe eventually most states or even every state. So I think it's important for agents to understand what your experience uh, with this is. So as you said, this happened in New York this past weekend. Tell me how it played out in terms of what you were told and communicated from state officials. So when Governor Cuomo actually got on television, did his news conference, um, he said 100% of non-essential workers will um, not be allowed to go to work and have to close their offices. And I had kept my office open. My staff was willing to come in. Uh, agents were coming in sporadically here or there. And so that was Friday afternoon. And we actually didn't know whether or not we were able to still work. And there was a comment that was passed about in New York, they froze all evictions. And basically what happened was Cuomo said that it doesn't matter if we had evictions because realtors can't go out and show property, show other apartments anyway. 
And him, by him making that comment, it then told everybody that we were not essential and we couldn't go to work. And then it kind of passed through the trade associations, NYSAR, uh, our local board of realtors, and then became more and more apparent as after the press conference was up, I guess all the associations then reached out to the governor's office and, and you know, got the clarification. So then it was put in Sunday night at eight o'clock. So Saturday and Sunday last week were extremely busy uh, trying to get everybody in because you are still able to transact. Uh, with it, you just can't show property. So I was on a uh, Zoom call on Sunday at five o'clock with attorneys, home inspectors, loan officers, other agents. And it was basically, hey guys, what are we going to do to get through this? How do we do walkthroughs? You know, how do we uh, appraisals um, and different ideas of going in? Can we do inspections after the contracts are signed? Because in New York, you actually do inspections before the contracts are signed. But almost every other state, the contract, the contracts are signed, and then you're doing inspection with that inspection contingency. So we're trying to get creative. There's a bunch of local attorneys doing what they have to do. Uh, since then, my office has closed a bunch of deals this week already. And, you know, we're doing um, the buyer and seller are potentially going out and doing their walkthrough. And we're getting them on Zoom rather than FaceTime so that we can record it in case there's any issues there. Uh, I think it's Fannie and Freddie have passed that appraisals could be done. Uh, through either desktop or drive-by for most areas. Um, and let's face it, on an appraisal, if they do a drive-by the outside, there's pictures of the inside, you can get a pretty good idea of what the value of that property is. So um, I think the industry is responding to coming up with different ways that you know we'll be able to kind of push past this. So let me make sure I understand uh, what you just went through, because there's a lot of important stuff in there. So existing transactions, you've already... Uh, you know, accepted an offer, you know, whether for your seller or your buyer has had their offer accepted. So existing transactions can still close under your current circumstances. That is correct. Um, it's harder and, you know, moving pieces, may, you know, 90% of them, I think are going to be able to close. Co-ops are a little bit more complicated. Uh, some of the municipalities are closed or have skeleton crews and the, and the county office has skeleton crews. So, Deals that were ready to close are closing. And what about all of, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, what about all of the different you know players that are involved in the transaction? So lenders, title and escrow. Out here, one of the concerns, and, and I know from hearing from other agents too, is are whether uh, recording offices are going to stay open. What is happening in your area? So banking was deemed essential. So lenders are able to go to work. Appraisers are part of lending, so they're able to go to work. If they choose to, some appraisal management companies, you know, appraisers don't want to go out into people's homes with what's going on and understandably. So, but they are able to go out. Title companies were deemed essential and they are able to go out and, and, you know, service the the deals. The county office, so we have the towns and then the county office, uh, most of the smaller towns or cities are either closed or on a skeleton crew, but the county offices where the deeds are being recorded and contins are, are happening they are open and getting stuff done. So some of the title companies have told us that they are doing affidavits. Some of them are holding deeds in escrow and they're figuring out a way to get, excuse me, the majority of these things done. So it sounds like that's, I mean, that's great to hear. And it sounds like then the biggest impact for you as an agent is working with say existing clients where there's not an agreement already in place because you can't you can't leave the house. Is that correct? I mean, you can still do work, but you just can't go and have any face to face conversation. Correct. So that's our biggest problem is booking new deals. So we're we are uh, you're able to leave the house here. You just can't you know in theory go to work and show properties. There's up to a two thousand dollar fine and a potential misdemeanor. I was told. 
but yeah, new deals are hard. Uh, the only thing, you know, if you have uh, videos of a property and somebody's going to purchase a property that way, investors will do a little bit more like that, but end use buyers, probably not. But a buyer and seller technically can go out. They are not working, you know, so new showings we're not doing, but walkthroughs, you know, there are some, some things that could be done with that. Obviously you want to limit the contact. What we've done, especially on a vacant property is that the buyer went in, they took a look at it. It was then closed up afterwards. Nobody, you know, only the attorneys went to the closing, the realtors aren't, the checks are being mailed, you know, and we're working through that. But the new deals are going to be the holdup, and that's going to be our, our biggest thing to overcome, which we have some ways that we're trying to, you know, combat that. Uh, so I have to ask you, uh, going back last weekend to when the order came out, how did it feel when you find out that the state thinks you're not essential? Um, You know what? That, me personally, that didn't bother me. I know some realtors have been like, what do you mean we're essential? You know, I look at it not being defensive, you know, not saying, oh, you don't think I'm essential. It's, hey, what can I do to get around this? What can I do to stay within the law and stay healthy? And how do I make this work? What What do I need to do? What do I need to advise my team, my office, the agents in my area on what, you know, can be done? So, you know, instead of kind of taking that tone, I basically said, all right, let's do it. Man up and let's go to work. So, okay, so that's perfect, too. That's a great segue into one of the things I wanted to ask you about. So so this order comes down last Sunday night, I think you said. Monday morning, it's time to work. You can't go into your office, though. So what's the first thing you do Monday morning? Get up, uh, meditate, read a book, work out in my basement, uh, take a shower, get dressed, and hop on the phone and computer. You know, the diff- my laptop that I have in my office, I don't have a desktop in my office, I use my laptop. It is sitting on my dinner room table with a coffee cup and I have my phone. And honestly, that's all I need. It's something where what I'm telling everybody, number one, your morning routine is the most important right now. Get up, get dressed. Um, I'm a big Tom Ferry guy and Brian Buffini and Tom talks about, you know, up your meds. And this is where a lot of people made New Year's resolutions to lose weight, get a morning routine, get up early or read a book, whatever the case may be. And maybe they did it for a week or two and they fell off. Well, you know what? You got another shot at it. And the thing is, take advantage of it. This is now a perfect opportunity for you to do this. And and I, you know, I've I've worked out for years now, um, not in the morning and not as religiously as I want to be. But one of the things that I have done is I've worked out in my basement every day this week, and I can, I'm going to continue to push it forward. You know, I've gotten my morning routine pretty much um, pretty well dialed in uh, for the last few months, and we actually do a monthly mastermind. We're actually having Adam Conto, CEO of Remax. Uh, come on to our mastermind in early April to talk about how to start your morning with a CEO mindset. You know, this is something where I think that's the most important thing. You know, if I'm doing Zoom calls and people in their pajamas, unless you're really, really effective in, you know, in your pajamas, get up, get dressed and go to work. (laughs) Was there like a big team or brokerage meeting? Was that part of the the Monday routine? Um, So I actually do my office meetings once a month, but I actually did a Zoom office meeting last week before this even was announced to talk about this is what potentially could happen. And this is what you need to do, because even though we weren't officially shut down last week was skeleton crew and people didn't want to go out. It was, you know, this was climbing. New York is the hardest hit state in the United States. Um, And it was basically like, hey, guys, okay, what are we going to do? Call your past clients, call your leads you know, be a resource. Do not sell anything right now. You know, first of all, you're never selling a home. You're selling yourself. You're being a resource to your clients. But even more importantly now, check on people. Check on the elderly. Check on people that potentially are sick. Do they need anything? Can you drop something off for them? You know, support your local businesses. Go out. 
you know, talk to people, get on video more. Um, one of the things that has inspired me through all this is the Remax leadership team that they're on video two, three times a day on social media and put it out there. They're emailing out the entire Remax network. And it's like, guys, this is where you shine. So, you know, there's so many things, be a resource, um, get on zoom calls. You know, I do one-on-ones with my agents. Let's get on a one-on-one list. What are you going to do with your clients? Is your database together? No. Well, this is a great opportunity to do it. Are your marketing projects done the way you want? No. Okay, great. I know that uh, a couple of my agents watching the Tom Ferry Marketing Edge today that they did virtually. I did, um, you know, my, my internal staff, you know, I want to have two databases kind of merge them together. We do a, a weekly mail out. I was like, okay, let's get that updated. We updated our listing presentation, our recruiting kit, getting in some other systems and stuff that we wanted done. And, you know, let's do it. Let's push them all out. So it's a great opportunity, whether this is a week, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, to really make the best of it. And there's no reason why you shouldn't be calling your past clients, leads that you're working on now, and just say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? The world is not ending. We've been through this before. Even if property values do decrease, we will figure it out. I am your guy. I'm curious to know, with clients that have houses on the market right now, and you can't do showings for them, how do you communicate to them about getting through this and how long it might take? So I'll say to them, this is a uh, a day-by-day, hour-by-hour situation. We don't know where this is going to go. Right now, keep your home on the market. Most of my properties have videos for them anyway that we've done even before this even came about. We've been using video in our business for a while. Uh, The ones that we didn't, we went and got video shot before uh, Monday. And what I'm telling them is, guys, let's keep the house on the market right now. I know we have a days on market situation, but once we get some clarity of when we can go back out and go to work, we'll have to reassess what the market looks like at that time. And then we'll, you know, we'll figure out what we need to do. Put it on as a new listing, do a price reduction, change the photos, um, figure out where we are. And we're going to have to actually work the business. I remember being in a, uh, in a Tom Ferry event and, you know, they talked a lot. You know, one day it was going to go back to where agents actually have to work to sell a house. It's not going to be just putting it on the MLS and have it sold in 24 hours with nine offers. So it's the same thing. You have to manage expectations. Your clients want to know that you're aware of what's going on. You're working it. You have to be proactive. Do not have your clients call or email you. You need to call and email them, um, you know, and really kind of push it through. It sounds like there's a a juggling act going on here uh, to me because you're, you're dealing with these clients that are maybe, you know, feeling some anxiety because of the situation you're, well, let me ask you. Are you dealing with team members and agents at the, the brokerage that are feeling nervous and anxious about what's going on as well? Absolutely. And, and I myself, I tell, I tell the agents, you know, myself that, listen, I went through my moment too, that I was scared. I was nervous. Oh my God, what's going on? You know, I'm 34 years old. I'm in pretty good health. I'm not, you know, if God forbid, you know, I got, I got the virus you know, hopefully I'd be fine from it. You know, worried about a financial situation. What does this do to the economy? Where are we at? Where are is going to be? And I remind myself that, you know, I did well in the recession because I worked harder than everybody else. And I tell my agents that we've been talking about this for two, three years, expecting a downturn in the market. And I think everybody in this industry had expected that, that have been, been in this, you know, business for a while. And we prepared for it. We got our databases together. We got our systems. We, you know, created those bonds and relationships with people. And you know what? There's ways to kind of go about and make 
you know, more money and close more deals and service more clients, you know, in a down market, if you're prepared for it and you go out. So, you know, they have it. Uh, one of the things that I've been doing to try to help them is really speak to them on a daily basis. I do nightly videos to them, uh, send out to BombBomb to all of my agents. Hey guys, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. Um, it's okay to be scared. It's okay, but let's be scared and then let's push through it anyway. You know, let, let's acknowledge the emotion. Like I said, my wife's a therapist and, uh, you know, I've learned some of the tricks of the trade. Let's acknowledge that, you know, we're scared and it's all right, great. Now, what are we going to do about it? And just trying to be that resource and that rock for them, I think, is is my job as a leader to, to really be strong for them and help them. And I had a, a team call today and I was like, guys, uh, you know, what can I do better? What can I give you? that I don't give you enough or what would you like to see differently? What can I add on? And uh, they're like, you know, what you're doing of giving us the positive messages consistently gets us out of it because we feel good at night. Then the morning we wake up, we're scared. But then, you know, what? we see you do something and you're telling us it's all going to be okay. Let's do it. Gives us another day. Gives us another shot of adrenaline. Yeah, I think it's so important what you said too there just a minute ago about it's it's okay and it's normal to be anxious and a little scared at this point because it is such an such an unknown. It sounds like you're like going out of your way to over communicate and reassure everybody that you're going to be able to get through this. Hundred percent, and not just my office. I think the industry as a whole, um, putting that stuff out there. We're actually doing a quarantini party. Tomorrow via Zoom at four o'clock, you know, and and we're going to have some fun with it. You know, Uh, me and my wife, my wife is great. You know, I I have a six month old and, you know, we'll we'll get him in there. We'll give him his baba, you know, as as his drink for the, you know, the time. And, you know, we're going to have some uh, some surprise guests probably pop on and, you know, invite agents throughout the the industry and the community and, um, you know, lenders, title companies. You know what? This is hard. This is scary. We've been putting out messages all week. Of uh, guys, you know we're gonna get through this. Now you know what? Let's take a let's take a load off. Let's have it. And it's funny because, you know, in our office we redesigned our logo this year for to have production, culture, and leadership. I feel that most companies you either have really good production and no culture. You have good culture and no production. Most companies do not have you know leadership, production, and culture. And that's something that we have all the way around. And when I was talking to my staff about this. Uh, they're like, that sounds just like us that for the first four days, it was all, Hey, listen, we're going to get through this. Don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to be all right. And if it's day, eh, let's go have a drink, you know? And it's all like, you know, I've spoken to a bunch of my people today and they're like, yeah, I, I just, I miss you guys. I, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, take some, take some, uh, some bright off and you know what, that's going to re-energize them and get them rolling. And I think it's super, super important. Yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it sounds like, uh, you guys are, are like really on the right path and handling this as uh, as well as you can. Let me let me sum up a couple things that I that I think we've talked about so far just to sort of reset for folks that are listening. You're you're about a week or so by the time this uh, this airs uh early next week on the 30th, you'll be about a week where you've been under quarantine, not allowed to go out and do business. You have a daily checklist, right? You're, you're telling your team, your agents at the brokerage to stick with a routine every day and communicate with clients and communicate with each other. Is that accurate for, for summing up da- daily type things? Yep. And then in the bigger picture too, it sounds like you were saying that you are using this as an opportunity maybe to work on some of the parts of the business that maybe you didn't have time for in the past, the listing presentation, some of the marketing things that you do. 
Absolutely. And, and also add in education. Um, I've listened to a ton of webinars, uh, got some classes, you know, pinned down and stuff. So making the best of it. What has been the hardest thing to deal with so far? The hardest thing for me to probably deal with is maybe the anxiety that I had in, you know, in a couple of days or possibly, you know, not, not seeing my staff. You know, I am a social person. So not kind of popping in, you know, I, I said to my staff earlier that like, you know, I'll just come out of my office and be like, here, what about this? Or what about that? And I was like, okay, we need to have a scheduled Zoom time to go over it. So I like those breaks kind of in there. Um, I definitely have adult ADD. So sitting still is always a, a hard part. <laughs> so if you tell me I have to stay home all day, you know, it's hard. And, you know, my days are, you know, anywhere from 10 to 12 hours, depending on, you know, what we have going on. I, I like to kind of get up, move around, do some things and, and try to you know, switch up what I'm doing. Those are probably some of my hardest parts. Yeah, I think I can totally relate with that. My wife uh, is a very extroverted uh, agent as well and enjoys going into the office and being around the group and all that communication. And she's, you know, married to me, who is more introverted. Both of our kids are kind of introverted. And so she's actually this week been like walking around the house like, where is everybody? I want to talk to people, <laughs> right? The, the the work from home thing, I think, is is maybe a real challenge that a lot of agents, uh, you know, certainly the extroverted ones are going to have to to deal with, right? All right. And that's where the Zoom calls come in and really kind of doing that where, I can tell you that if you see somebody, even on a screen, your endorphins are going to be higher than just having a phone conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we, we're do, at Homelight, we're doing daily meetings with our, uh, with our content team. And normally, I would be the person that's like, gosh, these are too many meetings. But I, because of what's going on, I, just, I love seeing everybody's face. And it's very reassuring to see everyone. Hundred percent, Eric. The, uh, this has been—I I think this has been really fantastic and will be really helpful for agents that are listening, especially the ones that are not yet in your situation. Um, all the states where they can still go out and meet clients, but that might be changing in the next week, couple weeks, whatever it might be. Do you have any like final words of advice for agents that are listening? Like, what would you want them to know about? the situation you're in and the best way to work through it if they in fact find themselves in that situation in the very near future? Uh, the best advice I can say to you is have a positive mindset. That is number one, the most important thing. Number two is probably knowledge that you are going to be afraid and it's okay and keep going anyway. Um, number three is just have a course of direction of what you want. Start your morning off um, in a way that's productive for you. And, you know, get at it, get your database, get whatever projects you want, spend the time on time block it. It's going to be all right. Even if this lasts for a few months, you know, for you guys that have been in this business and, and seen the recession and, you know, seen 9-11, you know, after the terrorist attacks and what would happen, you know, interest rates are still very low. We're going to get through this. There is always people that are buying and selling homes. I think I heard a stat that there was 4 million homes sold in 2008 or nine, something like that, where there was five and a half million. So it's not like half the amount of homes in the country being sold. So it, it definitely is. There, there's light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what. This is the time where you make the difference in your career. You set yourself forward because there are going to be a lot of agents that bury their head in the sand. I encourage all of you to go out there and make the best of it. If you're working in a state where real estate agents are considered non-essential, I bet you identify with a lot of what Eric just explained, what it's like 
to work through this in New York. As I said, our quarantine just began here in Washington State, and seeing what my wife is up against, the challenges that she and her team are facing, it's very, very similar to the challenges that Eric talked about. And agents, if you're not yet facing a statewide or a citywide or countywide quarantine, whatever it might be, maybe just be aware of things. Maybe bookmark this episode because it really does seem like this situation is going to keep spreading to more and more parts of the country. All right, let's do our takeaways segment. Here is what stood out to me from listening to Eric. Number one, right at the end, he said the most important thing is keeping a positive mindset. And I connected that back with what he said earlier in the conversation. Remember, he said he didn't get all bent out of shape when the state declared him non-essential. His reaction was, okay, how do I make this work? I think that's a huge part of having the right mindset to succeed right now. Buckle down and work through the challenges. Number two, he talked about over-communicating with his team and also with clients. So for the team, he said it's important to acknowledge the emotion, talk about it, say that it's okay to be scared, but let's push through it together. And then with clients, he talked about just checking in on people, contact your database, offer support and offer help. It was very reminiscent for me of what Richard Robbins, Edie Waters, and Dustin Parker talked about in last week's shows. Number three, he said, have a daily routine and stick with it. He even gave away his daily routine because even though you're at home, you're really at work. So you have to act like it and try to make things as normal as you can. Number four, he said, take advantage of this time to work on the parts of your business that maybe you've been ignoring. So marketing projects that have kind of slipped through the cracks, education, cleaning up your database, improving your listing presentations. He said, this is a great opportunity to make the best of it. And then last but not least, I'm glad he mentioned, what did he call it? That quarantini party, I think. He said that they're doing on Zoom. Don't forget to have fun. Let some steam off, right? There's a lot of pressure on everyone right now in you know these difficult, uncertain times. Our human resources team at Homelight, in fact, is doing a really great job of this, scheduling fun stuff to help us all feel connected, even though everyone is working alone from home. I think it's really, really important. All right, if you have any questions for Eric or me, or if you just want to share some feedback, you can email us anytime. It's walkthrough at homelight.com. In fact, quick shout out to Julia Cunningham. She's an agent in Florida And she sent us a really kind email after listening to both of our coronavirus-related episodes last week. So thank you, Julia. We really appreciate getting emails like that. Before I say goodbye, let me just say this again real quick. On behalf of everyone at Homelight, I hope you're staying healthy and safe and in good spirits. So that's all for this week. Thanks to Eric Stein for joining us. And thank you for listening. Instead of saying, go out and sell some homes like I normally do, let's go with Stay in and sell some homes. We'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye. Hi again, everyone. It's Matt, and you thought this episode was over, didn't you? Well, I did too, but here's proof of how quickly the real estate landscape is changing. You heard me mention a couple times during this episode that real estate agents were declared non-essential 
here in my home state of Washington. Well, that was true when we recorded and edited this episode late last week. And then over the weekend, our governor backtracked a bit on that. He declared real estate an essential activity, but left very stringent and limited rules in place for doing business and meeting with clients. Now, if you're an agent in Washington listening to this, you probably already know all about it, but I just wanted to add this coda onto the end of the show so that other listeners are aware and so that we can make sure all the information we're putting out is as accurate as possible. So that's all. Thanks for listening. See you next week.